Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Today's message is based solely on a mission. You got your notepads ready? This is a new year. We're going to do, do stuff we've never done before, like take notes in church. <laughs> Just checking y'all out. This is based solely on a mission that each one of you will have the option of accepting at the end of today's talk. Anybody remember the Mission Impossible movies? Y'all remember those? Remember those movies? Love those movies. I'm telling you, he, Tom Cruise is he's something serious. I mean, I think the last movie that he did when he jumped across the building, I think I read that he broke his foot um, doing that scene. He didn't, he didn't have a stunt double. Does anybody remember the name of the character that Tom Cruise plays in Mission Impossible? Anybody remember the name? What is it? Ethan Hunt, that's right, Ethan Hunt. Anybody remember the opening line when Ethan would um, be presented with a mission? Anybody remember what that was? Good morning, Mr. Hunt. Your mission should you choose to accept it. And then it would give you the details of some ridiculous mission. Y'all remember that? Today, I'm bringing a mission that is specifically for you. If somebody can turn the, turn the um, fan on in this room just to create a little noise in here because I feel like the silence um, may, may get distracting here in just a little bit. Somebody's like, man, are you? Yeah, I want everything to be just right, just so it's not quiet uh, in here other than just my voice. Um, so, so today, you get a mission. Should you choose to accept it? You say, well, is it going to be a difficult mission? Absolutely. In my 48 years of living on this earth, any time, not the AC, just the air, I mean just the fan, just the fan so it doesn't get cold. Any time God has asked me to do something for him, it's always stretched me and it's always positioned me where I can't do it on my own. I got to do it. I I need him to help me. Somebody, you're tracking with me. So it's going to be difficult. Is it going to be ridiculous? I don't know, but I do know that the Bible says that to the unbeliever and the world, the gospel is foolish. (laughs) How many glad you came to church today? Okay. So here it is. Release City Church. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is set to begin next Sunday, January the 17th. As in previous years as a church, we have always embarked on a 21-day journey at the beginning of every year to not just set the tone for the next 12 months, but to also put ourselves in a better position to receive all that God wants for us and to equip us for the battles that are coming. Somebody said, I came for a good news. The good news is the battle is coming, but the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to belongs to the Lord. As long as you will keep your eyes seeking the kingdom. See, I'm just the way God's tying all this together. If you will seek the kingdom, then all of those things will be added. Well, not just material things, but the victory can be added to you. Are y'all good this morning? I feel like I'm the one up here burning and y'all just watching me just burn today. Okay. What is the mission? The mission is a corporate 21-day fast. Now, 
This message will not self-destruct. In fact, it's my prayer that this message would continue to play over and over and over in your mind throughout this week as you seek first the kingdom and God's plan for your life in 2024. It's my prayer that you will go to sleep tonight knowing that you have a mission that has been put on the table for you. Specific, yeah, but I, I just don't know. No, it's for you today. This message is for you. Now, before you tune me out, because I said fasting, I want you to erase every negative thought that you have had or preconceived idea that you have had concerning fasting. Everybody hit the reset button in your mind, okay? Because I know you say, fasting, I got to give up something. Oh, my gosh, it's not going to kill you. Okay? But that's not the direction I want to go. The direction I want to go is what you're going to get through the obedience of fasting. Obedience to the church? No. Obedience to Pastor Bradley? Not a chance. But obedience to the Holy Spirit of God because he is trying to do something more in your life and through your life. And the only way you're going to do it and receive it and participate in it is if you are positioned in the right way. All right, so let me say this about fasting. Fasting is not a diet. I know that fasting is the fad when you work out in a gym, the, the, the fasting, uh, uh, um, what do they call that, the temporary fasting, intermittent fasting. I, I, I understand all that. There are, some, there are some positive things that come out of that, but that's not what we're looking at today, okay? So fasting is not a diet, but I can tell you that if you fast something and you're not replacing it with something, else, which is what God wants us to do, and that's prayer and fasting. If you're not replacing it, then all you're doing is you're on a diet. That's it. If you're not replacing it with something and you're just creating time now to scroll on your phone more because you're not doing something else, you're replace it with something scriptural from the Bible. The most basic definition that I can give you of what fasting is, and I want you to write this down. Matter of fact, Bryson's going to drop it on the screen for you. Fasting is going without what you want to access what you need. Oh, me. Fasting is going without what you want to access what you need. Today, I want to give you five ways. As a matter of fact, I'm only going to give you two today because of time constraints. But um, through this talk, this week and next, I'm going to give you five ways that fasting can change your life. Matter of fact, that's the title of this two-part talk is five ways fasting can change your life or will change your life. Five ways fasting will change I believe that it will, but if you don't do it properly, it, it can, but you may not be able to access it because you missed the point. And I, I want to talk about what some of those points may be. I'm going to be honest. Fasting, for me, is probably the most intimidating of all spiritual disciplines. <laughs> it, it's the most intimidating because, because fasting is kind of like, um, like doing cardio or leg day at the gym. For me, and, 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 and I say that because I'm like, oh, God, it could get, do anything. I'll do anything else but fast. That says, I'm, if there's any day of the week that I'm going to call out like, <laughs> I don't feel good, and I'm not going to go to the gym, 
text Jamie, sorry, uh, not feeling well today. The, what day will that be? Wednesday. What is Wednesday? Leg day. So when do you do cardio? Never. Fasting is intimidating. It's like if that's part of the regiment, I don't want it. I'll be, I'll be nice and stocky on top and bony. Y'all seen those little memes where the, where the guy, he's like, hey, what's up? I'm the rock or whatever. And then he pulls up his pants and he's got like little toothpick legs. I'm cool with that. But that's, that, that's funny in the natural, but imagine what it looks like in the spirit. Because fasting is actually really, it's a part of like leg day. It's, it's the foundation of where we're headed. It gives you the strength in your spiritual legs to do and go and be a part of what God is calling you to do. Somebody said, I thought you were talking about being at the gym. No, 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 no. I think one of the main reasons why fasting intimidates us is because we wrongly assume that in order to fast correctly, it's got to be go big or go home. Like, I got to do, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, go big or go home. Okay, what's that mean? I'll give you an example. Like, we believe that it's got to be a 40, like Jesus, we got to be a, it's got to be, if you're going to fast, it's got to be a 40-day water fast only, or don't even do it. Like, and we're like, well, I'm not doing that. Well, guess what? Neither is your pastor. Not unless he, not unless he asked me to. And whatever fast I'm doing, it doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's the same for you. Because we'll get there in a minute. Like, well, Pastor B, what, what do I fast? I don't know. That's between you and God. I hope you have enough of a relationship with him that you can actually say, hey, God, what is it in my life that needs to be replaced with more of you and less of me and what I want so I can access what you want for me? Am I moving too fast today? Because I'm, I'm in the vein right here. Listen. <laughs> you, 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 do that, you do that 40-day fast, day one, you know, the 40-day water fast. I know people have done that. And, man, their skin looks so good when they're done. Like, they look like Jesus. Like, it's just so, you know, just no zits or nothing. Okay. It'd be like day one, not so bad, just, just chugging down water. Day two, somebody goes, hey, are you hungry? Yeah, here's a glass of ice cubes. Enjoy. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Day three, are you feeling faint? Absolutely. Well, suck some wind and pray, brother. Like, that's, that's, what, that's, what it, that's what it feels like. Somebody say, well, you're going to fast? I don't want no part of that. The truth is, fasting can be intimidating. If fasting doesn't intimidate you, chances are pretty good. You don't understand what fasting is and how it can change your life. It's true. If, 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 if fasting doesn't intimidate you, then chances are pretty good you don't understand what true fasting is and, the, and what it can do for your life. It's important that we, we understand what fasting is because if we don't, two things are going to happen when we're presented with the opportunity to fast. Number one, we can become so legalistic that we miss the point altogether. <laughs> I'll never forget one year at King's Pasture, our former church in Georgia that I had been on staff with for over 10 years. I'll never forget one of the times we did the fast and we chose the Daniel fast. And, it, and it's, 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 I don't know if anybody ever done the Daniel fast. It's some tough stuff. It makes going to the grocery store almost mission impossible. Hello? You got to find all this stuff. And I'll never forget 
I, I think it was um, I had had a baked potato. I'd had something, and they were like, Pastor Bradley, that's not on the diet. Well, ma'am, I'm not on a diet. I'm on a fast. Hello. See, we can make fasting so legalistic that we miss the point. If you're, if you're checking, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. It's between you and God. So we, it, fasting can become legalistic or we become so lenient that the process of justification takes place that, that the fast becomes irrelevant and is now nothing more than an obligation. It's, it's, it's that fine line between a glass of water and a smoothie. I don't know about y'all, but most of the time when fasts kick off, and I love, I love um, the, the pan pizzas, the deep dish pizzas. Anybody else like those? That's like the time that I, my inbox gets flooded with all the deals that Pizza Hut's doing on deep dish when I go on a fast. And I'm just telling you, I could put that baby in a blender and make it a smoothie in a minute. <laughs> Not for real. Some of y'all are like, ooh. I'll never forget when I got all four of my wisdom teeth cut out when I was in my 20s. I was single, and there was a, 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 an elderly couple in our church way back when. I can't even believe I still remember. It was like before uh, Jesus was a baby. And, and it seems like, and, 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 and I stayed at their house because I didn't have anybody to take care of me and, and all that. And everybody go, aw. Yeah. And I'll never forget, she brought me in a glass. I was like, what's for dinner? She's like, cube steak and mashed potatoes and some black eyed peas. I was like, yes, but Bradley Wayne couldn't eat that. You know what, you know what she did? She put it in a blender and gave me a straw. Brother had to eat. So what'd you do? I drank it down. Cube steak, mashed potatoes, and black eyed peas. Do what you gotta do. So fasting brings the intimidation factor and the legalistic factor, but it's my goal today and next Sunday to get rid of both. Throw those out the window because if you can't cross the hurdle of, of the legalistic side and the intimidation side, you're going to miss out on what God wants to do for you in 2024. That's, that's, not from, that's not from my flesh. That's from the throne room of God today for you. Well, it sounds like you're just trying to get everybody to fast. No, I'm trying to get everybody on the path to receive everything that God has for you this year. He wants to do more in 2024. I'm just telling you. Fasting facts. Here they are. We don't fast to atone for sin or to get God's love. We get to fast because Jesus already covered our past, present, and future sins through the cross, and God already loves us. So it don't matter if you fast or not, he still loves you, and you're still covered. Hello? We don't fast to, to magically manipulate God, the God of the universe, to do what we want him to do. He is not a genie in a bottle. Like, God, I gave up my afternoon snack. You, you owe me a wife. God, I, I fasted all, for 21 days, I fasted all my breakfasts. I've been believing God for that new truck. Let it show up in my driveway in Jesus' name. Don't hold your breath. He is not a genie. And you're not fasting for the gifts. You're fasting for his presence in your life. 
Why is it so important? <laughs> his presence in your life is everything. Hear me. God is way more interested. Write this down because some of y'all are going to need to, as you get into this fast, if you accept the challenge, God is way more interested in who you're becoming than what you're giving up. He is way more interested in the man or woman of God that you're becoming than what you're saying, God, I'm willing to give this up. Remember, this is not a religion. This is a relationship. Fasting is going without what you want to access what you need. Now, yes, usually that's going without food, some type of food for a week or a season. And for some of you, maybe that's going without TV or social media. And I used to feel like that was a cop-out, um, you know, but, but, but they didn't have social media and TV back when Jesus I mean, I, I just feel like the, probably the biggest, one of the biggest distractions back in those days was food. They love to eat and drink. Hello. And so we got to break it down to what, what is robbing you of your time and intimacy with God. And let me just say this. If the time you spend with God isn't intimate, you're wasting your time. It's got to be intimate. <laughs> I'll leave that sidebar right there. I was getting ready to go somewhere, but you're not ready. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's shopping. <gasps> oh, Pastor B. Maybe it's shopping on Amazon. Hello? Maybe that's a fast for you. <laughs> All the husbands in the house saying, amen, preach that. Get it, babe? You got that? Mr. Paul, don't show up at my house at all for the next 21 days, Okay. I, unless it's church. If it's got my name on it, it's, it's church. Okay? Okay. <laughs> we don't have an office. I got to send it somewhere. <laughs> y I told y'all the story, how Amy works. First time Mr. Paul started coming to the church, the UPS man, a lot of y'all know him. And he, he stopped me after church. He goes, man, you, you got a lot of packages come to your house. I was like, even though they say Bradley Weber on the label, she is responsible for the purchases. It makes me look like I got an issue and I need to be fasting shopping. Hello. I don't know, maybe Starbucks. Maybe Star. Oh, I'm coming for you. Maybe Starbucks is what you need. <clears throat> Ansel Grace, maybe Starbucks is what you need to fast. I don't know, I'm just having a little fun. I don't know, here's one for you. Maybe complaining about everything is something you should actually be intentional about and say, God, I'm going to think before I say it and I'm going I'm to commit my tongue to you and I'm not going to complain. Maybe, maybe, maybe having, maybe having a victim mentality. Okay, let me move on. Five ways fasting will change your life. Number one, fasting, what does fasting do? Fasting realigns your soul. Fasting realigns your soul. Third John, only one chapter Here's the verse. Verse 2 says this, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. Period. No, comma. As it goes well with your... Everybody got the fasting realigns your soul? Now bring that verse up for him, Bryson. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as as it goes well with your 
So what he's saying is, dude, I hope you're in good health, and I hope your bank account is crushing it, and I hope the family is good, and I hope your job is great, but only as good as it is well with your See, because we put the family and the job and the bank account before what's the condition of our soul. Seek first the kingdom, not the bank account. If you want to know the, the name of uh, 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 the, 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 the slogan for our fast, not a slogan, but the direction is seek the kingdom. And we'll produce an image and, and that'll be on the Facebook page. So you'll always, what, what are we? We're seeking the kingdom. It was Jesus who said, you can gain all of that. You can have the crushing bank account. You can have the great job. You can have the house, three-story, four-story house with all the boats and all the side uh, uh, four-wheelers and all that stuff. But you can also lose your soul in the process if those things are first. This verse speaks to having proper alignment from the inside out. I want you to be good in your spirit. I mean, excuse me, I want, I want, I want you to be in good health, but only as good as the condition of your soul. Maybe if we put more of an emphasis on the condition of our soul, all those other, and all those other things will be added Change what you're looking at and worry about the condition of your soul rather than who I'm dating, who I'm not dating. I don't think this is landing on deaf ears today. I really believe that it's falling on open ears and open spirits today. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 in the message translation says this, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole and put you together spirit, soul, and body. That's the three divine order. Listen, that he may put you together, spirit. Becky and Steve, y'all remember that song? I started thinking of it yesterday. I am a spirit. I am a spirit made in the image of my Father God. See, I am a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body. He says, put you together in spirit, soul, and body and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. What's the takeaway? That we were designed and created to live our lives from the inside out. Matter of fact, it was Psalms 42. He's not going to have that, but you can write it down. It was Psalms 42, and it talks about, you're going to recognize this, as the deer panteth for the water so my soul longeth after thee. Let me just read it. It would sound better. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. Verse 2, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And then verse 7, if we were to skip on down, it says that deep calls out to deep. What is that? It's talking about the deepest part of me. That's my spirit. That's my soul. The deepest part of me is calling out to the deepest part of God. Fasting positions you into a place where nothing else is important. Not that filet mignon 
with the, with the, with the I'm going to make y'all hungry, with, with, the, with the steamed broccoli, with sprinkled with a little bit of garlic salt. Are you ready to go yet? And, and with the loaded baked potato. What am I missing out? Salad. Man, don't get me started on the yeast rolls. I'll end service, like, abruptly. You'll be like, where'd he go? Y'all remember Quincy's rolls? Y'all remember Quincy? Some of y'all don't even know what Quincy's is. That yeast roll, you put your mouth in it, that butter just be like, I'm bringing Quincy back. Yeah, them mother steakhouses ain't got nothing on Quincy's. Okay. I got to be careful. I'm going to get a letter from Texas Roadhouse and Outback broadcasting that stuff. We love them too. Amen? Amen. Amen. Deep calls to deep. The deepest part of me calling out to the deepest part of God. So many Christians are not even at an intimate level with God. There's nothing deep. They're hanging out at the shallow end of the pool with God. And he's asking you to step out this year. Maybe you've never fasted before in your life. He's asking you to step out into the deep. As deep calls to deep. Paul's Paul's prayer for you in Ephesians 3 says, Oh, that you would come to know, not intellectually, not because of something you read in a book, but that you would come to know by experience how deep God's love is for you. See, just coming in here and and hearing the word of God, that's surface level stuff. It's when you go home and you break open this bread and you go deep. That's when you get into an intimate relationship with God. It's time for some Christians to get off off daddy's lap. Y'all know how we used to do to get him to eat? Sometimes I feel like there's some Sundays that I'm up here going, not, not literally to get you to eat, but sometimes I feel like I'm, I've got I've to I've do a certain presentation, like bring a ladder or drive a deer tractor in here. Here's the word. And those things are cool, and I, and I may do that again. We already know our new, new building, that's going to have a reinforced stage so that I can drive anything I want on that stage. Watch me. Everybody say deep, calls to deep. It's why you start to feel something different on the inside when you begin engaging in worship. I know that new song, 14 minutes long today. I know, this is the kingdom, I got it. But you know what? For 14 minutes, we put in your mouth, asking it will, Asking it will. What? This is the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. I didn't see all this when, when I'm, when, but he did. God saw it. And he showed me this morning on the way to church that the, 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 the whole theme of our fast is going to be seek the kingdom. It's not about the lights. It's not about the screen. It's not about a particular sound. Those are all creative methods and creative means to something deeper. That's why I work so hard to remove distractions because God is trying to call you deep. Why did he he make them turn the fan on? Because it's quiet. 
And the enemy likes to create other noises to distract you from what you came to get today, whether you knew it or not. Y'all remember the boy band? The only boy band in sync. Y'all remember that? If you don't, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Have you ever felt like, is the grace is like, Dad, really? Dad jokes are on point today. Ha, have you ever just felt like you went through life and it was, you were out of sync? Have you ever felt there was a time in your marriage where, and maybe it's in, you're in a season of it now, where your marriage is out of sync, you're just not in sync? No pun. You're not in sync with your spouse? May I submit to you that perhaps the reason you feel a little off or out of sync is because you're not living from God's divine order, spirit, soul, and body? If you put your flesh needs before your soul, I'm telling you, you are out of sync. And you're going to feel a little off. Instead of living to make our flesh happy, we should be living to ensure that our spirit is connected to God, which ensures a healthy soul and a healthy body. If you make sure your spirit's healthy and your soul is healthy, God will take care of the rest. Well, I'm just not so sure, oh, ye of little faith. Why'd you doubt? He'll take care of you. This is, this is where fasting comes in. Fasting is the realignment of your spirit and body by denying your flesh of something that it wants. I could have rushed through all five points today, and you'd be like, Phew. But you need to understand that what, and, 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 and typically we always follow, you're amazing. We always follow Pastor Jensen Franklin in Gainesville, Georgia. For years, we have followed their track, so to speak, for the fast. And they started today. But I wanted to be, I didn't want to just rush and go, hey, we're on a fast. Join us if you want to. I needed you to understand what it is you're doing, why you're doing it, so that you can experience all that God wants for you this year. And I've already told you, it's more. More than where you, where you are, more than what you have. When you fast, you're awakening and strengthening your spirit to become the, listen, to become the leading agent of your soul instead of your flesh being the leading agent of your soul. So fasting realigns your soul. Number two. Fasting taps you into the power to resist temptation. Giving in to temptation will also get you out of sync. Fasting taps you into the power to resist temptation if you're trying to resist it on your own without the power of God which can only be obtained through the presence of God you can't get the power of God without getting his presence 
That's why we spend 25 minutes in worship getting into his presence before the power comes. The most powerful story in the Bible that I know of concerning resisting temptation or fasting is where Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to fast from from food and water for 40 days and 40 nights. Someone said, I thought you said we were going to have to do that, Pastor. I was starting to believe you. You can still believe me. Unless God tells you 40 days and 40 nights. I mean, or 21 days of food and water without. The funniest part about that story was where Matthew writes at the end of it how Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and then he says something so profound. He says, and Jesus was hungry. (laughs) No kidding. Way to go, Matt, Matt. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm going to be hungry 24 hours without food or water. Today we call that hangry. (laughs) Don't look at your spouse. Look at me. Some of y'all was like, hangry, that was you last night. If you remember the story of Jesus, he had just finished the 40-day fast, and it was the, at the end of the fast that Satan came to tempt Jesus. And I always read this and heard the story, and I thought of it this way, what a cheap shot that Satan would come when Jesus was at his weakest. But the reality is Jesus was not at his weakest. Sure, physically he was weak because he had been without food. But Jesus was stronger spiritually spiritually than he had ever been in his entire life. Why? Because his soul was in perfect alignment with the kingdom. Before I came out, I heard my dad There's a big picture of him on the wall, and I heard him say, preach the word. Preach the word. And the theme of this series, it was the theme of my dad's life, the kingdom. The kingdom. Not your kingdom. House, wall full of deer head. Sorry, JT. Side by side, four wheelers. That's my kingdom. Well, not mine. It's somebody else's. <laughs> Y'all know my kingdom's not that. What's your kingdom? What's your, what is your kingdom? What do you seek? What are you most passionate about? Is it his kingdom or yours? Fasting will cause you to realign your spirit and your soul, and it will also give you the power to resist temptation. I'm not saying hunting and driving four-wheelers is temptation. It can be if it's misappropriated. But when you seek the kingdom, then all those things that you enjoy, that he put the desire in you, will be yours. The most dangerous thing that could happen is you walk out of this room in just a moment with a principle rather than a person. See, Christianity is not a collection of principles. Church is not a self-help seminar. This is not a concert with a TED Talk or a motivational moment. 
No, this is a church, and as a church, we are dedicated to sharing the story of Jesus. So fasting is not the power. Fasting is simply a fast track to the person. Did I? Oh, I missed it. Let me, let me just say that. I missed that. The, pow- the power of fasting is not in fasting. The power of fasting is not in fasting. So if you think you're going to come out the 21-day fast like Superman out of a red phone booth, dun da no. The power is not in the fasting. The power is in his presence, which is why I said at the beginning that if you give up food but you don't replace it with more time with God, you're on a diet. It's not the principle it's the power that he will give you when you get intimate with him. Man, y'all, this deep, this deep today. I didn't even, they had no, I had, I had a lot of thoughts of that y- y'all were going to t- tune me out as soon as I said anything about fasting. That's why I had a little humor at the beginning about Ethan Hunt and this is your mission should you accept it. Because I needed you to open up your spirit so that the word of God could be deposited into your spirit today. And it's his, it's his job to show you what to do next. It was Jesus who said to his disciples in Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray so that you will not fall into, into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Y'all remember that verse? The same verse in the message translation puts it this way. Stay alert. Be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing that you're in danger. That's what temptation will do. Y'all remember the cigarette commercial? And I'm not knocking on cigarettes. I'm just, y'all remember the, uh, 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 was it cigarette? I don't remember. Marlboro Man. You'd see, you, back when they, they'd have the, the big, um, on the interstate, the, the signs, you saw the Rocky Mountains with the snow and the guy on the horse and, but they don't show you. The lady who, or the other guy who got the horse and he got the cowboy boots and, and he bought the shirt that the guy on the, on, the, on the billboard had. They don't show him in the hospital fighting for his life. See, what are you saying? I'm just trying to draw you this picture that temptation will never show you the full picture. And before you know it, you'll be in danger and on, on, on your deathbed and not even realize it. Maybe not physically, but spiritually almost dead. Y'all, presence of God is in this room today. Let me finish that verse. He said, there is a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God. But there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. Sidebar, fasting will dethrone your flesh. When fasting is done right, it will dethrone king flesh. Just like Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness, you can start tapping in to the presence and power from God that will in turn empower your spirit. 
And what will happen is you begin saying yes to things that you should be saying yes to. And without even knowing, once you've been in his presence and you tap into the power, you begin saying no to the things that you've been wrestling with for years. Man, I want to get over this. I want to stop doing this. I got I to gotta, I gotta stop that. It's got to be old, gentlemen, having to always erase your history on your web browser. That's got to get old. When you tap into the power of God, it will break the power that that, that junk and that device have over your life. Oh, I'm swinging lefts and rights. That was your left and right. I understand that was my right hand anyway. Anybody ever felt like you lack self-control in certain areas of your life? I'm, I'm, come, I'm almost getting ready to close. You feel like you, you lack self-control in areas? Can I tell you why that is? Because you are the hardest person that you have to lead. Oh, I can lead a church with his, with his, with his presence and power. But I'm the hardest person to lead. Walked in the gym the other day. I was expecting it to be full of people at the first of the year. It was just me and one other dude. And he just said... Hey, you got some New Year's resolutions? And I said, absolutely. I'm working on me. Me. And then there was one of our, uh, it was one of our devotionals on the church Facebook page, which if, if you don't check out the devotionals, man, these things are powerful. It was talking about being, um, um, uh, gosh, calm is the word. What did I tell you that I was trying to be? I know, and it's my fault. I even brought it up and not know what the world I'm trying to say. Oh, gentle. I want to be more gentle. Because, y'all, I'm a racehorse and a bull in a china shop pretty much all the time. I got a lot of work to do. I want to be more gentle in the new year in my response towards people and the word. What are you working on this year? That's just mine. In closing, told you I was there. What do I want you to walk out of here knowing today? Here it is. That the same power that conquered the grave lives on the inside of you and although your flesh may be weak, I'm telling you, your spirit is willing and ready for anything that God has for you. I want you to be so electrified when you leave here today to step into your new week with God's presence and His power. I've already said it and I'm going to say it again and I'll probably say it every week. Under the, under, the, under the leadership and the authority of God's word, God has more for your life than where you currently are right now. God has marked out a race just for you. And as Pastor Levi Lusco once said, the key to a fast, excuse me, the key to going fast in that race that God has set for you, the key to going fast is in fasting. 
which ironically involves slowing down. Fasting is is, 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 is slowing down. This sounds crazy. Anybody watch NASCAR? I don't. I like taking Sunday afternoon naps because you can fall asleep and three hours later wake up and they're still doing the same thing. And I love the music. I mean, I mean the, the sound effects. I'm just like one eye open. Don't, didn't miss nothing. Go back to sleep. It's just the best. That and golf. Just great background noise. This sounds crazy. But they say that na- for NASCAR drivers, the key to going fast is knowing how to use the brakes. What? Yeah. By braking, as they begin going into the turn, it gets the driver ready and prepares them to accelerate going out of the turn. Some of you are at a turning point in your life. What is fasting? Braking. To ready you and prepare you to accelerate out of the turn. But what happens, and the Holy Spirit showed me this this morning while I was getting ready. What happens to many Christians is in that turn, we get focused on the turn. We get focused on the other cars around us. And we get distracted. And some people, some drivers or some Christians will just exit the turn and go back to the, what's the area in the center? They go back to the pit lane. Oh, gosh. Oh. They get off the track because they're like, how long is this turn? How long do we have to wait, God, to clear some land and build a church? You do know that, that, that the roof in this building needs to be replaced, and they're taking their time and we got new leaks every time it rains. How long is this turn? Christians will get off the track and go to the pit. I don't know about you. Pits are the pits. And they can stink if you don't keep them clean. Some of y'all got some stinking thinking about the turn you're in in your life. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit right now. I'm not conjuring up anything. I didn't put it in notes. I'm telling you, some of y'all got some stinking pits. Pits. Not you, buddy. You smell like Gerber. Anybody in a turn? Anybody in a turn? Anybody going through, getting ready? You know something's getting ready to change? Join us on the fast. Apply the brakes. So through his word, he can ready you and prepare you to accelerate. Man, when God showed me that this morning, while I was shaving my head, I can't even imagine that I don't have cuts everywhere because I got excited in the bathroom. Because you know what it told me? We're getting ready to accelerate all the way through this turn, y'all. If I could just run without falling down and not make y'all laugh. I'm just telling you, he's getting ready to accelerate this ministry through the turn. 
Remind me later never to run with heels on. Something that I've learned about God is, 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 is when God is getting ready to speed you up, it always feels like he's slowing you down first. Final thoughts. Adam, get ready to come pray. Final thoughts. Jesus began his earthly ministry after he went through his season of fasting. And if while I was speaking to you today, you started to feel like God might be leading you to join us in this season of fasting starting next Sunday, or maybe you want to be more intentional in your pursuit and connection with him, it's probably, if if you felt something stirring throughout this message, it's probably because he has something waiting for you on the other side of your turn. Your mission should you accept it, is to join us on this fast beginning January 14th for 21 days through February the 3rd, and we will break the fast on Sunday, February the 4th. And I'm telling you, it can't just be the pastor or the leadership team. What do we fast? You say, what am I fasting for? What are you believing God for? What's God been asking you to do that just seems like you can't find enough faith to step out and do it? That's why the Bible says, and we'll talk about it next week, some things only come about by prayer and fasting. You say, what do I fast? That's between you and God. I will tell you, it needs to be something that hurts. It has to be a sacrifice. You may say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fast social media. Okay, I got that. That's great. But I would definitely encourage you to put some type of a food fast with it. Because that is your flesh. Yes, your mind needs to be separated from social media. But the true heart of your flesh is your stomach. I'm not telling you how to fast. But I'm telling you, it's got to be a sacrifice. And the greater the sacrifice, the sacrifice, the sacrifice, the greater the reward, which is his kingdom. I don't know what that is for you. That could be breakfast. That could be lunch. That could be dinners for 21 days. I don't know. Maybe you want to start the first day with just a water fast and then break out. I don't know what it is for you. That's between you and God. I will never be the one to tell you what your path is in life. That's not my, that's not my job. My job is to tell you to seek the kingdom. And the kingdom will make sense. And the kingdom will direct and guide you in the way that you should go. Amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.